What's happening, folks? I am Alicia Henley, aka The Smooth Factor. Welcome to my Crash Pad. This is a podcast for technologists, creatives, and my techie tribe. On it, we'll be going behind the scenes and looking at some of the latest technologies that drives incredible experiences. And of course, we'll have open discussion on the challenges, success, and the designs of these spaces. So without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. Designing a space for designers is a challenge within itself. That's why it took a special team of creatives and designers to pull off creating an immersive experience for the Kravitz showroom up in New York City. If you haven't heard of the Kravitz brand before, I am sure you've seen them represented in some form or fashion on HGTV. So today, I am happy to have Ed Flores, Chris Fox, and Brian Mazarios from the OpenEye Global team hanging out with me in my crash pad to chat about what all went into designing this highly functional workspace for interior designers. Ooh, the OpenEye Global team is here with me today, and not just Brian. I know a lot of y'all are tired of seeing seeing just Brian, so I told him we had to bring the had to bring the whole team to talk about these projects coming up. <laughs> So today we have Brian, we have Ed, and we have Chris. So thank you guys for hanging out with me in my crash pad. Uh, this is a little bit of a new forum, but I appreciate you being here. Hello, thank you. Oh, this is awesome. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And today we're going to talk about the Kravit project because I have, I was like, when I first saw this, I saw the video that Elo did and I was like, okay, this is exactly like OpenEye connecting with creatives wherever they are. And I went digging on the website and I realized that they work with some of my favorite designers. I was like, oh, we got to talk about this project because I was just so excited. When I'm, when I'm not busy, that's what I do. That's how I recharge. I sit on my couch, I turn on television and I'm watching Flipper Flop, you know, all that kind of stuff, just kind of relaxing. So when I saw this space, I was like, oh, it's so awesome for creatives just to have a space like this where they could just really like not necessarily geek out because I mean it's not they're not doing the tech work, but legit just hone in on their on their passions and build to their best possible level of creativity. So let let's just dive right into it. Basically, when you look at this space, there's touchscreens. I'm gonna put the video in the show notes, but there's a lot of interesting things happening in this space. So Brian, let's start with you from an overall end user perspective. What was the end goal? of this project. Let's start with the end goal and then we'll work our way back through it. I mean, they're a little interesting because they're, um, well, first off, this was a new concept for their showroom. So they're used to having more square footage. And so this was more of a consolidated experience for them. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the other thing to understand too is, is that it's not, it's not really open to, it's not like a typical retail furniture showroom. It's more of, um, designers that go into it so if you you hire an interior designer or you're working with an interior designer they will go in there and then they'll curate a collection to present back to you so everything from furniture to the fabrics to the blinds to the floor everything that that Kravit um you know offers and they'll pull that together in a collection and so it's a little bit different because the you know the group that's going in there I mean, they're, you know, they're designers. I mean, they have their means of curation. They know what they're looking for. And so the, the challenge was kind of a couple of things is, is one, 
you know, how do you showcase everything that Kravit has to offer um, that they might not be aware of? Everything from accessories to the different patterns. Then also, when a designer comes in, you know, they're used to to curating in their own manner, or whether it's with their their own tools. And so, you know, how do you put tools in there that might augment what they're already using and, and, and give them some more opportunities to get to that, that end result quicker, but do it in a way that they feel comfortable with. Like it's not, you're not making them feel uncomfortable and pulling together these items or this curation, but you're making it easier and you're, you're, you're giving them an opportunity to go back to their clients with even more than what they thought they would, would be able to show. So, so really the challenge was, is how do you, you know, create this experience that, you know, really kind of shows the full depth of what Kravit can offer to for them to bring back to their their customer and do that in a way that blends itself into the environment so it doesn't look like it's a, a really a screen on the wall or something that doesn't you know isn't appetizing for a designer to want to touch or to use so it had a lot of challenges it's 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 something different because we're, we're not used to the end user being really a a designer versus, you know, retail store, you have a, you know, you or I will, will go in there and shop like we normally do. It's, it's a very different yep. kind of experience. So it, it had its challenges. Yeah. And that's, that's why it stood out to me. And also like their end users aren't the average interior designer. Like they, they have the big boys or the big girls playing in this. Oh yeah. Really. Oh, it's intimidating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was digging oh, yeah. into their YouTube and I, and I was going through like the designers that they've had on talking about their spaces. I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like this is. Oh yeah. Like you look at it like, this is hardcore HGTV. Yeah, like, this exactly. Is- like, I feel like if I were to take that couch and put that in my house, I would just like, no, that, that probably would not fit. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all about the design. And this whole space is legit all about user design. And that's what you and your team are about. So this next question is for Chris as a director of, of user experience. This was probably um, a very unique space for you going into designing it. But from a user design point of view, um, it's huge for this project. So how did the design of this space really come together? Well, a, a lot of this had to deal with, um, you know, what they already had, what was already in the space and what they were kind of striving for in the first place. So things like the form factor becomes very important. Um, you don't want to be taking up too much, too much space, uh, too much of a footprint in an area uh, with a technology. So um, that was one of the biggest you know, kind of concerns coming in here. Um, and, and there's two bits of technology that we've uh, completely different applications that we put into this, into this space that, that had to be designed for. But um, the, what we call the kiosk is something nice and small and suspended from the ceiling. And as you go in, you can do all of your work and lay it out on the table, as, as you may have seen on the video, and then have a digital companion as you're working. Um, so when we were kind of coming up with uh, the, the user experience design, these were some of the things we were kind of considering is, you know, what fits in here and where do you put it in this space? Yeah, absolutely. And when you're looking at the video, you've got touch screens in the middle of the of the user spaces, you've got the kiosk. And and this is another thing that kind of stood out to me because the the video is from Elo that I originally saw. And I was like, why why Elo? And maybe maybe Ed from a from the technical director point of this, you could kind of uh speak to why you chose 
their product for the space when you go into creating this kind of experience? You know, we we've have a, had a great partnership with Elo, especially the, their PCAP touchscreens. It's just very fluid. It kind of has the experience of a of a touch of an iPhone touchscreen device. Um, we're just very happy with it. Happy with their commercial application. That's why we went with Elo. Not to say that others don't match up, but since that comfortability that we have with them, um, that's why we selected that. And they've always come through. They're great partners. Gotcha. So not only a partner of 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 you guys over at OpenEye, but basically it was simply like easy to use. That was just a go-to for this space that worked best in this environment. Right. And just the, uh, the responsiveness of it. And it just, um, if you're, if you're playing with a pegboard, you're going to see like, it just goes along fluidly. It's an excellent product. Gotcha. And, and I'm kind of assuming that everybody's seen this video. So if you haven't seen the video, yes, I'm going to put it in the show notes. But Ed, from a technical point of view, can you walk us through the space so we can kind of like envision of, of what all is happening here? Because when you watch the video, they're scanning barcodes, they're touching screens, they're walking up to the kiosk, choosing their fabrics. Can you walk us through what's happening there, um, I guess, from each touch point or user touch point? I will defer to Chris on that. He was involved. That's why all of you guys are here. <laughs> I procured, I engineered, but uh, Chris really took the gotcha. reins on the, uh, on the development of that part. <laughs> there we go. Teamwork. So Chris, hop in here and, and, and let's, let's walk through this space. Right. So as you come into this space, um, you're greeted by awesome people. The Kravitz staff are super helpful, first of all and show you where everything is. But even if even if they weren't there to help you, the place is just a work station for you. There's these giant tables set up where you can get samples, lay them out, look at things, set up your, you know, your uh, mood boards and all of that stuff. It's, it's um, pretty awesome. And then what we did was we came in to augment it with the um, digital screens. Each of these giant tables have two of these 22 inch screens that you can drag down. Um, they're suspended from the ceiling. You can pull them down. You can scan uh, the barcodes on the uh, samples that you have to get more information and then email them to yourself or to your clients or print out additional samples, which is pretty, um, which is pretty cool. And then you can also look for things that aren't even there. So you can browse a whole catalog. So it also saves space. And so you, it works It works in two directions for the designers. It could be getting more information of something they already have in hand or browse products and find out where those things are located within the space, right down to the bin number, which is um, pretty cool. And we're pulling from all kinds of databases that they have already set up in order to do that. So it gives them a lot of flexibility, certainly augments the way that they work for uh, for that section. And that's um, that, that's mostly the kiosk application that I'm talking about. Um, they have another section called the, it's called the DFR, but we call it the pegboard for all intents and purposes. Um, it's just uh, easier to remember and say um, DFR is the designer's furnishings resource. And what this is going on is there's a concept in the industry where they take types of goods for um, things that they may not have in the store or may not be able to fit in the store if it's a smaller footprint space, um, like if they had furniture and 
um, kinds of things like that. Um, they had a pegboard, which would take up the whole back of a room or, you know, 20 feet of wall space. And, you know, you would have all these four by six cards and you can take them and bring them out and, um, you know, take them to see, uh, to, to show off to a, a client and set up your mood boards with those as well. Well, in order to save space um, in the footprints of these stores keep getting smaller and smaller, they wanted to have a uh, digital pegboard. So instead of it being a 20-foot wall, now we're down to a um, portrait-mounted 55-inch screen. It's It's been very well received. Um, they don't have to order prints of all of these different cards anymore. Um, it's now on-demand printing. So if you want... If, you know, you're going through, you want to see a uh, chaise and you want to see um, some bedding supplies and some wall art and um, all kinds of other really cool Kravit curated items that they have. Uh, you can you can set yourself up with a virtual workspace right in the DFR and um, print everything out that you saved and you'll get a separate card for each thing. And um, so you can uh, save things as you go. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and that of course has the email and um, texting functionality that brings you, gives you links to the website. Gotcha. So you, so you can go up to the pin board, kind of like mood board, your thoughts, and you can save that and bring it back to like the center where those other kiosks are and, and work or work from there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's very cool. So this space is just full on creative, like mood board from your pin from the pin board into your own space, scanning the fabric even and finding it even if it's not in the store, and just really being able to like make the creation process seamless. Yeah. The other cool thing too is was that the um, so the kiosk out that's that's kind of at the table. Um, you know, working with their design team, like they created this. It's kind of called like the dentist arm. It's like you know yeah. like the scary yeah, arm that like. you would like yeah. look at, like ah yeah. oh, no. And but it's well, cool. I remember um, initially uh, that was such a great idea by by the Kravitz team um, that we were able to find something like an ergonomic, uh, like they wanted the dentist arm. So we were we found something by I think it was. Ergo Mart or something that had like a drop down uh, handle and they just kind of inverted the mount, attached it to the ceiling. And then that way they were able to kind of easily maneuver the screen. And I'm agreeing with Brian here that it's like an innovative type of idea that we were able to kind of help out with. Yeah. Yeah. That thing looks intense. Cause when I, <laughs> when I looked at it too, I was like, okay, this is like something from the dentist, like a thing they pull in front of you. It's yeah. <laughs> that was such an excellent concept that they thought of. It was like, you know what, you know, when you have that, like uh, the dentist where they're able to, I was like, wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> well, it worked out great for, for their end users because when they're designing on those tables or creating on those tables as well, you don't, you want to be able to move that in or out, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, you don't necessarily yeah. <laughs> want it stationed. So being able to work with the team and then like really have an idea that must be the difference of working with designers, right? They came to you guys like, Hey, what if we could do this instead of, you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, we, you know, the nice thing is like we, we had been working with them before that too. And, and we're getting a bit of feel and for their design team. And, but, you know, I think when we end up working on something like this, I mean, they, 
they really kind of, I mean, they were, they were focused on it. I mean, they were just a great group to collaborate with. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we operated in our space. I mean, they operated in theirs. It just was a good team effort. And that's, that's why, like I said, like those kind of ideas were born out of that. Just, you know, what do you think? What do you think? And then, you know, out comes the scary dentist arm, which turned out not to be so scary. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's changing everybody's perception now. <laughs> you <Seriously>. did it. <laughs> And, and they have, they're, they're still rolling. Like they still have to create during COVID. So I was, I was, I am like a huge snooper. Like I will just get in this rabbit hole of (laughs) snooping and like finding all this interesting stuff. But I see that they're like other COVID protocols, you know, there can only be so many people in there designing or working on projects at once. They're keeping it sanitized because of course, like everybody's like, Oh, COVID, nobody wants a touchscreen anymore. But in unique spaces like this, like cool little, nooks of of like co-working creative spaces it's perfect especially yeah. if you're you know keeping it minimized and and being aware of the surroundings keeping it clean and that's that's awesome as well that they still are able to function um and not be over a capacity type thing do you guys see see this happening in any of their of their other spaces even though they're bigger or like do you guys plan on working with them in the future to expand this kind of solution to their other showrooms yeah, actually, it's it's already been expanding. Um, Chris, I'll have to fact check me, but I think it's like close to maybe seven to ten other showrooms that it's been deployed to. So there's oh, that's dope. Um, yeah, so there's there's another. Um, there's one up in Vancouver, Chicago, and there's something down in Texas. Um, so they're they're adding. I mean, they're they're finding that it's a real useful tool, and uh, they're. And I just placed some orders for uh, Montreal, Troy. Michigan and uh, about to place an order for Houston as well. That's cool. So they just keep adding. Yeah, it's it's become a good tool for them. Um, and and you know it's it's just, it's it's what they want their their showroom experience to evolve into. And I think they they kind of realize that you know they need to continue to evolve as a as a brand and yeah. their you know that's the expectation of their their end user, their audience. I mean, that's, that's what designers are now being familiar with and curating with these kind of tools versus um, some of the older school methods. So, um, you know, as they go through each one of their showrooms and, and start to redesign it they're I mean, this is one of the first things that are added into it. Yeah. When I looked at it, right. I was like, cause I, I don't know. It's kind of a, a joy and a burden sometimes of have like having so many passions, right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not into, into, design at all but when I watch this stuff it's like man how cool is it to just have this like creative workspace that's legit what it is like it's a creative co-working space that they've branded and created and and wrapped it all around their brand so it got me excited because it's like branding creativity technology all wrapped up in this ball of of joy that's working for them and being successful not only for them as a company but for their end users as well yeah so that that's good. And and my last question was going to be like, what, you know, the solution that you guys provided, how did it help, help, you know, crab it? But that's clear. They're expanding. This idea works for them. And this, like I said, this little bundle of joy, and we'll just only see these type of deployments continue to expand with you guys leading the forefront as an agency, of course, because you just keep killing it in all these creative creative spaces <laughs> so seriously um, i mean that that's that's what you guys do you guys you guys dri- like drive technology in these creative spaces and make it unique and interesting right this is not our typical conference room here guys this is yeah. 
this is next level shit because we're trying to, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's not boring and it's exciting because so many people are getting involved with it and creating a brand around it. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I think speaking, I mean, Chris and, and, and I do a lot in, in working with them and, and then Andy too, from our, our, our creative team that was working on the UI for it. But I don't know, you know, it's like you, you get a client like that, that brings a lot of passion as well that wants to see it as a success and then you i mean you get sucked into it i mean you just you yep. can't help but not want to to see this as a success and i mean that's what i think you know really made the team shine is because you know it's just a great client that is open to ideas um you know we're open to listening and, and working with them and, and finding a middle ground they they love the opinions that you know we put forward and um you know, Chris and Ed had, had been on site and working with them, you know, I mean, literally rolling up the sleeves, which is just what we do. And, yep. you know, out comes these experiences that are in tune to what their customer wants. And, you know, it's that's what sets it up for success. And that's why they're expanding it and, and deploying it. And I think we as a team, I mean, just, you know, humbled to be able to work with a client like that, because that's yep. that's a somewhat of a rarity, you know, that, that you have that kind of relationship and it's a good, it's a good, I mean, it's right. not like it's just a hello client, uh, you know, hello agency. No, it's, I mean, it's more of a friendly, you know, relationship to go in and, 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 and chat with them and, and hang out with them. So um, yeah, it's, it's just like a perfect setup to, to do something like that. And the fact that they're, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, a real creative brand. I mean, that yeah. makes it even, like part intimidating because you're like oh, I want to make you know make sure we knock this out and then the other part it's like wow this is this is really you know a good collaboration how creative juices flow so yeah Brian Brian hit the nail on the head they're excellent collaborators excellent partners um, Chris is also our uh, Teamworks guru and it's a project management software that kind of emulates uh, some of the characteristics of Microsoft Teams you're able to communicate with each other chat with each other. Um, yeah. They openly adopted that platform. We're able to communicate through them through our projects and give them updates on whether, hey, here's the tracking update. Um, Chris is able to get all types of information through that platform. And, um, you know, you, you like Brian said, you, you really hard pressed to find a, a partner or a client that would be that receptive into working on your platform. And and I gotta yeah. say, I gotta say too, I mean, just, just uh, kudos out to the ELO team as well, because... Yeah, um, I mean, there was plenty of back and forth with them too. Um, and we, if we ran into issues with the touch, um, you know, I think we even, um, you know, uh, Fox had worked with them very extensively, just even on understanding options around uh, barcode scanners. You know, we, we went in a different direction, not necessarily using theirs, but had tried, you know, just, and still, you know, looking at that right solution. But I mean, they were right there when we need it. Um, you know, help, um, even getting demo units and just very accommodating with it, which is the kind of partnership we need in working on something like this with a client. We just we can't, you know, work with someone that's just not going to be responsive or, you know, accommodating to say, well, you know what, why don't you try this and we'll send you a demo unit to make sure that's the one you actually need versus, well, we don't have that in supply right now and uh, call back later. Right. I don't. I don't need the cheesy hold music. I need a real human that uh, is compassionate. Yeah. And then speaking about uh, how how great Kravit is, is you know we say okay, well we're, we're going to send you both of these types of scanners. You know we tested them here, but there's nothing like the real workspace. Right. 
And it's like, well, we got two of these things set up. Why don't you set this one up over here, one of these over here, and see which one works out better for you? And uh, they'll go out and they'll give it a shot. I mean, it's it's not every day that you get a client like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, just just have this whole thing rolled out. That's, you know, just, just one more example of how great they are to work with. Um, the whole thing started out as a pilot. Let's try this and we'll roll it out and see how it looks. And you know, it went into one of their uh, stores uptown and then um, got brought down to Lexington. And then they were like, oh, and by the way, we need another one of those. Okay, well. So you're happy with the program? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're happy with the program. But we need you to add this feature and that feature. And, oh, by the way, can you make a uh, digital pegboard for us, too? <laughs> what? What? And then all of a sudden they start moving. They go, oh, and you know what? We need one of those out in Vancouver. And we need two of those over, you know, in Chicago and two more in Denver. And, you know, you're like, you're like, okay. So it's now we're going from creative design, programming, testing, and all of this stuff to now we're dealing with deployment, a rollout. Yeah. Now we have rollout processes and we build all those. And that's what Ed was kind of talking about with the teamwork stuff where we kind of got that in place. And then, um, you know, they're, they're watching things move, you know, through the plat, through the uh, portal that we have set up for them uh, every step of the way, nice. um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's, we have that transparency with them and that ins- and they have that insight into how all the projects are going. And this is how you have successful projects. Because me, I'm always, when I first got into this industry, I was like, why is nobody leading with experience? Why are we talking about boxes? Like, at the end of the day, the end user doesn't really care which box they pick. They just care about, you know, is it going to be easy to use in my space? Is this what is going to make my brands shine and succeed from the inside out? And that this is what happens when you do lead with experience, right? You guys went into this project. Not only did you have internal, good internal communication, you had great communication with your partners. You were able to test these theories before they were even rolled out. Then they rolled out and it was like, okay, this actually works and is great for the brand, the end user. And of course, you guys at OpenEye as a, as a company. And now you're in a rollout phase of it going to all of their showrooms and continuing in this snowball effect. So it, it proves like when you start off and just do the hard work, like it sounds easy when we say lead with experience. It's not easy, but it is doable. And we can change the way that we maneuver through our typical experiences uh, with, with with our clients and their end users as well. When you, when you start off with an experience-based type of solution instead of uh, a technology-driven type of solution. Yeah. No, you're exactly, exactly right. And I think that's what, I mean, that's what we set out to achieve with every client. I mean, it's, it's to yeah. find the experience and, and then we'll figure out the technology that's needed to support it. And, and that's what we had here. I mean, that's why it's, that's why it's successful because we focused entirely on what's the experience, what does the customer want? And then we'll, we'll figure out the technology. We know it's there, but let's, let's, let's hone in on the experience first. And that's, that's why I had to have you guys in my crash pad, because that's what I want to talk about. I, I want to talk about the things that are driving experience, get people excited, um, help brands be successful. Of course, we run into some challenges. It's not always great. But once you get through the hard work, then boom, you're, you're, you know, you're kind of golden. It turns into this snowball effect. So thanks, guys, because 
we're going to have you come back and talk about some other exciting experiences that you're doing. Awesome. But this one is one that I really want to kick it off with, because like I said, I'm, I'm just I geek out on that kind of stuff too, the interior design and homes and all that good stuff. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, 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 it's totally. And, the, and, and Fox is, is like, he's being secretive because he has like a whole new Kravit furniture living room. That, yeah. Uh, He's sitting in right now. That's why his. That's why he's just shy about his uh, his image. It's the it's the crowd that couch he's sitting in right now. That's awesome. So um, before we wrap up, where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find us. Uh, websites openeyeglobal.com, and then we're all over Instagram and Twitter at openeyeglobal as well. All right. Uh, any individuals y'all want to give out, or y'all shy about social media? Chris, I don't think. Are you even on social media? I think you might be on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Yeah, I follow you on Instagram. That's that's pretty much it for me on social media, though. I'm uh, I'm reclusive other than that. All right. Well, it's all good. <laughs> Everybody, um, we're going to post a video to this. But if you want to catch up with these this awesome, amazing team, seriously, go to Open Eye, their, their website. We'll have that in the show notes. And be sure to check out what they're listening to because they have some really cool albums that inspire them in their creatives um, and pushing out these excellent projects that they're doing so i'll put that in the show notes as well but guys thanks for joining me and until next time all right all right thanks for listening folks if you're excited to be a part of my techie tribe make sure you download subscribe and review this podcast and remember to stay creative and keep it techie